Everybody recording? I messed yes. up, buddy. Hopefully. No, I got it. Yep, it's <laughs> I'm, taking it. I messed it all up, he says. <laughs> no! All right, cool. So we're recording. That's good news. Um, everybody's getting their wave files, so you can see like the, yep. the your yep. audio is coming Things through. Things okay. are happening and stuff. Right. Yep. Good, good. Well, in that case, we can get started. All right, this one is going to be three, two... I'm not going to say the one, and then I'm going to do the Hello Internets, all right? It's very yeah. Wayne's World of you. Okay. It is very... Right? Yep. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Ready? Here we go. Three, two. Hello, Internets. Hello, Internet. Hello, Internet. Welcome to our GG Podcast, episode 16. Get your hands off my vermling. <laughs> that's right that's right as you guys probably picked up uh this is not your normal host this is not brian he's off gallivanting in belize swimming with the fishies and got a scuba tank strapped to his back but this is jason uh, i'll be hosting this crazy train wreck tonight um but you've also probably picked up that we have a couple guests based on the fact that we're three hello internets instead of just the standard two so First and foremost, Mr. Luther, Brant, say hello. Hello, everyone. Brant is the original Hello Internet, by the way. We actually stole that from him, and we're slightly concerned that we may have to patent it um, or trademark Just it. But he was that. good with us using it. Yeah, he was good with us using it, so we didn't. <laughs> there was no legal battles, so that's good. Right. Second guest, Mr. Lauer. Hello. This here is Chris. He is a good friend of ours. We've referenced both of these lovely fellows a few times in our podcast, so it's good to have them on with us finally. Heck yeah. Uh, and uh, you know what? They actually get they're on to talk about a game that we all play a lot together, and I'm excited about that, but we'll get to that a little bit when we talk about our topic for the day. Um, but for now, let's talk a little bit about how gaming went last week. So, gentlemen, what did you guys do last week? Hmm, played some WoW. Mythic Monday was amazing. Uh, let's see. Working a little bit on uh, God of War, but that's just in my, my downtime, which isn't much. Sure, sure. Yes, and listeners, uh, this is... So you've officially had the entire Scuba Squad, the Mythic Monday crew on. Uh, Jameson on a few weeks back uh, is one of our DPSers. And then we have Brant, who is our fantastic healer and uh, just all-around uh, masochist. Uh, and then Chris is the DPSer that I do my best to keep up with it as often as possible. So, um, yes, that is the scuba squad as a whole. But Brant, what did you do this last week for, from a gaming perspective? First, you were so much nicer to me on here, and I only want to talk to you on a podcast going forward. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame uh, you. I don't blame you. Right? Um, yeah, so we did Standard Mythic Monday. Also had a fun little thing where I got to pull my mage back out again. That was delightful. And then um, I listened to this podcast, so I was inspired to play this game. I don't know if you've heard of it, called The Witness. So uh, I, put I a... have heard a little bit about it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So I put a few hours into The Witness yesterday, which was pretty fun. Well, I was like, what do you think about it? Oh, it's delightful. I love puzzle games, and I love that there's zero tutorial, and you just got to figure out everything. Yeah, that, Te- that was my favorite part, man. Yep. It's, yeah. uh, you you jump in and there's literally like they don't even tell you how to walk. You got nope. you just have to hopefully somehow have some sort of game knowledge to go. Okay, 
WASD probably has walk. Got it. Okay, we're good. So, yep. well, you mentioned uh, mist and how much it looks alike. We actually played that about two weeks ago. That was kind of fun, just to bust that out. Like, ah, oh, nostalgia from like the mid '90s. You know what's sad? I actually still have my mist install CD, and I was gonna throw it in and install it, and I realized I, I don't, don't even have, have a, a disk drive. drive. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a disk drive. So. Well, this last week I played obviously Mythic Monday. We uh, we crushed a freehold ten, which was a ton of fun. Actually, we did really good. I was surprised at how well we did for it being a ten. I think we only missed the timer by like two minutes. Yeah, that was just awesome. A bunch of deaths, but we we got the shrouds yeah. down perfect. That was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good time. So we crushed that. I obviously uh, was uh, hacking away at the witness for a long time, uh, playing some Apex Legends. Um, and then, uh, interestingly enough, our humble monthly bundle is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, or not Odyssey, um, Odyssey's the, the ship one, what's the one before that now, in the desert, oh man, anyway, it's Assassin's Creed, so I hopped into that for a little bit and played that, it was fun, it was a good time, um, and also, I don't know if you guys, if you're Assassin's Creed fans, but, uh, Ubisoft is giving away Assassin's Creed Unity, because of the, um, the uh, Notre Dame Chapel thing, because yeah. Unity was actually based out in uh, that that area. So, and actually, uh, one of the cool things, not related to news, but cool, something I read about it, uh, they're actually utilizing um, a lot of the 3D renders from that game yeah. uh, to rebuild the chapel. Uh, because when they were built, when they were making the game, they had like these drones run full scans of the environment. Um, so they could get it as hyper-realistic as possible. So they literally have a full-out 3D-rendered Notre Dame Chapel, which is crazy. It's actually so, so cool that the, the, the best recollection of what the chapel is is actually in a video game. So they're going right. through yeah. playing and, and looking through that to look at the architecture. Like, so detailed that bricks were lined up perfectly, you know, so that, that can't yeah. be off in any kind of way in the game. That's just amazing. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I thought it was amazing to hear that, so... So that was my week in gaming, which uh, I, I'm happy to say was fun. was fun. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Now, the one thing I will say about the Humble Monthly this month is so far the only game they've released is Assassin's Creed, which I was kind of bummed about. I was really hoping to hop into a couple like indie games that I haven't played, like Rock of Ages or you know some of that stuff. But right now it's just the Assassin's Creed stuff, so I'll have to wait till the end of the month to see what comes out there. So, Well, both of you guys, thank you so much for hopping on. I really appreciate it. We're going to jump into some news real quick. These guys are going to help me talk through the news because there's a lot of it this week, and then we will get to our topic of the week. So uh, first and foremost, uh, a lot of news comes out or came out this week uh, and a little bit last week about our wild patch 8.2, which I will say I am 100% excited for. you know some of the the high end details. I'm not going to go into a lot. They they actually just released the first build of it on the PTR this week or this morning, um, and there's a lot of people already, um, unfortunately, spoiling a lot of things. Uh, but in general, you know, talking quite a bit about it. So a couple things that I think are super cool. Uh, one is the mount equipment. Uh, yeah. Have you guys had a chance to read about the mount equipment? Yeah. Finally, get rid of the water walker. You know, water strider water anymore, strider. right? Yep. So you know what? And this has been a kind of a weird thing. Uh, the forums are blowing up of all these people who have spent just tons of time grinding for the angler's rift so they could have the water strider. And now with this mount equipment, it pulls its ability to be able to, it can't walk on water anymore unless you yep. suck at it. Yeah. So yep. they're like, no, I'd be this upset is too. Yes. Right. Like I, I make the, th- it's supposed to walk on water. I should be able to equipped another socket in there to be like, Oh, it can walk on water and, and it doesn't do something get else. That'd be fair. Yeah. That'd be fair. 
So I, I get their point, and obviously Blizzard still has the opportunity to make it right on that side of things, but uh, that is that is definitely some pushback. But yes, mount equipment is super cool. So, um, you know, they haven't really released, there's been a lot of data mined uh, abilities, um, but they haven't really released them all. But things like, uh, like we talked about being able to walk on water, uh, you can suck at that so all your mounts can walk on water, or uh, all your mounts have a slow fall, or all your mounts don't get dazed when you're attacked. Um, things like that. I'm hoping, and they haven't announced it yet, but I'm hoping there's a, you can uh, collect things on your mount, like things like that. Yep. Yeah, because they, they make the stirrups, like Chris, you mentioned last week, you could just make me stirrups. Yes, um, but it would be nice to, you know, be able to just socket that in there and not have to worry about it. Um, but can you use both, did, maybe? Can you do, do the socket and use the equipment so you can have that built in? I would imagine you probably can. So I'd be able to, you know, socket like slow fall and then use stirrups so don't get knocked off the mount or don't pop off the mount when I'm gathering things. It's probably a thing. Um, I don't know if that's the case, but I'm hoping it is. You never know. Um, one of the things that I, uh, they still uh, they seem pretty set on, but I hope they maybe potentially change their mind is um, you have one piece of equipment and it goes across all of your mounts, right? So it's, if I want slow fall, all of my mounts have slow fall. Or if I want water walking, all of my mounts have water walking. Uh, and I think it would be a lot cooler to just be like, I want this mount to have slow fall, this mount to have water walking. I understand why they're not doing it, because then you'd have, okay, I don't want to get dazed right now, so I'm going to ride this mount. Or I want to walk across water, so I'm going to ride this mount. Um, well, it'd be nice but, if, like, uh, uh, like for war mode, you turn it on in, like, a, a, a city area, like Stormwind or something like that, and you can switch it. Because what if you're a death knight? You know, you don't need water walking. You got that kind of built in but your rogue might right. want it. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It, it's interesting. And I, and I also don't know how easy the equipment is to get. Like if it's a scenario where once I have it, I can just switch it around. Well, then maybe it's not that big of a deal. I'm on my death night. I'll switch it to not being able to be dazed. But if I'm on a rogue, I'll switch it to water walking. Right. But if it's like a, you consume the essence when you use it or something, ugh, that's a little rough. Mm. So, so that's, that's mount equipment. Um, I imagine that that will only expand over the patches and become something cosmetic and something, you know, like your mount now farts rainbows. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'd throw that on a mount for sure. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the mount equipment. Um, the next big thing, the big change with 8.2 is uh, the Heart of Azeroth change. Uh, so right now you have to grind and grind and grind and grind until you get to max level and it unlocks Azerite powers uh, in your shoulders, chest, and helm. Uh, future state, they're, they're eliminating that grind, right? So uh, I did validate today you have to get to level 50 still. So you do have to grind to level 50. It's not like you're just granted level 50. Um, though I imagine when the patch comes out, they'll probably increase the amount of experience you get or whatever to get you up there like they do everything else. Mm -hmm. um, but once you get there, then you start to unlock essences that you can socket into your neck that give you uh, boosts to certain things, right? So like uh, Brant, maybe your you know your flash heal. And I don't, I, I'm saying flash heals might not even be a spell for a priest. I have never played a priest, but your flash heals instant, right? Or whatever, you know, things like that. And that might be overpowered, but it allows you to socket specific essences that improve your gameplay um, as a whole. So very um, uh, artifact weapon-esque, right? Yep. Where you'd have all those sockets and it would in increase your ability to do certain things. Um, so it sounds like that's the move on that one. Which I, I, I think I, is really cool, but what I feel like it's going to end up being is 
you're going to find the best choices and everyone's going to end up with those ones anyways. So it's still going to end up being very cookie cutter or here's the meta for what should be picked. So even though you got this flexibility, eh. yeah. Yeah. They did say they're trying to get some customization to it, so at least it's a step in the right, right direction. Right, I'm One glad they're trying thing. to do that. Yep. Right. I think I think it would be nice if the it, I think, uh, you know, openly we had this conversation on episode eight or nine where we talked about the meta. Um, you know, I, there's always going to be a meta pick, right? I do like the fact that you know games are getting closer and closer to making it less impactful to play meta. Um, but, uh, you know, I think there'll always be that. But I agree. I think that this is still going to have that, like, if you want to optimize your DPS, here's how you build. Um, you know, so and I, I think there'll be a benefit to, like, if you want to optimize your melee DPS, I'm sorry, your single target DPS, you build this way. If you want to optimize your multi-target DPS, you build this way, which, again, they already kind of have. Um, but it might be interesting to see how it plays where if I spec into my multi-target DPS, but then I use an essence for my single-target DPS. Is that my best all-around, or you know, mm-hmm. things like that? I think it might get kind of cool. So, so anyway, that is uh, super high-level patch 8.2. There's some other stuff coming in. You have uh, heroic war fronts, which will be kind of cool. New uh, new battlegrounds and things like that. Obviously, the rise of a shard, whole new story mode. Um, but uh, from a gameplay change, that's the biggest thing. Is there anything you guys read up on or heard of that was, uh, you know, big things that should be brought up? Oh, God, yes. The biggest thing of the whole patch. The bee flying mount. <laughs> Come on really? now. Yes. That is true. Yes. yes. Every patch flying... I have Googled that because you can do it in the one area. Now you can actually get the flying mount and it's going to be mechanical in the new gnome area nice. or gnome goblin area. Yep, yes, they are releasing a flying bee as a mount, which B, or Brant, uh, has been <laughs> asking for since, I think, Wrath of the Lich King. Even even before bees were in the game, he was asking right? for a bee mount. And then we got to uh, whatever fucking Honey Duke's cellar was over here in, in uh, Shrine of Storms up, up in the north here. And uh, he's like, there's a bee right here. Why can't you just make me a mount that's a bee? And now we have it. There's a bee mount. Right? So... Yeah. Yep. And then you did read about flying in general, right? I didn't bring it up, but yes, they will be unlocked back flying this expansion as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know you're upset about that. So I was upset about it. And, uh, you know, I was upset about it last week. And then it turns out they're like, hey, we're bringing flying back. So I clearly, uh, I'm 100% positive that the Blizzard directors listened to the podcast. And, uh, you know, they they knew it was up. So. That's probably a thing. Better start talking about so, them like bumping up demon hunters in or something. Just like, you know, throw that in there. <laughs> you know, I don't know that demon hunters need any more bumps right now. <laughs> probably not. I love being I love being on the top of the DPS. Not like me personally, but my my class being on the top of the DPS list. But you know what happens is every time you're up there, they just nerf bat you. So I'd like to stay like right in that like number two, number three, three. or four range. Yep. Yeah, three or four range. Keep me there. I'm good. So. Uh, second bit of news outside of the WoW patch, uh, PlayStation 5 details emerged a little bit. Uh, not a whole lot of information coming out about it. Uh, you know, one, uh, the, it'll be built with an SSD, which I don't know why everybody's losing their mind about this. Cause if you didn't put an SSD in this thing, you're a moron. Yep. Like the, the technology is out there. There's no reason it shouldn't be an SSD, but everyone's like, Ooh, SSD. Great. Um, the other big piece of news, which is pretty cool is it'll be backward compatible with all PlayStation four games, um, which is kind of, kind of a big deal. I think it's the first, um, system they've had where it's released with backwards compatibility, which is kind of cool. So 
Um, no real release date yet. I don't even think they know when it's coming out. Um, but uh, as a whole, it seems like it should be pretty cool. Yeah, for sure not 2019, but at least 2020. And yeah. I heard that your Death Stranding might actually be released along with it. So that yeah, might be a good thing. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah well, Death Stranding was supposed to be released in March of this year. <laughs> so they'll bundle it with the PlayStation 5. Thanks, Sony jerks. Well, it, it, don't they say that a, a, a game delayed can eventually be good, but a game rushed will never be good? So I'm glad they're taking their time with it. I don't know. Ask EA. Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of EA and rushed games, uh, next piece of news I want to talk about is Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, it is releasing November 15th. Uh, they have actually given a release date now. Um, earlier today, the news was just November, but I, I saw a uh, an actual launch day of the 15th, um, which I'm excited for, and I used excited cautiously uh, because EA has done a great job of destroying every single one of my childhood dream video games ever. Um, so the only hope I have for right now is it's being made by Respawn, uh, who also made Apex Legends. Um, so I love the feel of Apex Legends, the way you move, the movement, the free run, all that stuff. So I sincerely hope that it, feel, it feels like it would lend itself to a Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Jedi Fallen Order is the name of uh, the game. Sounds like uh, you're going to be a Jedi on the run. Um, maybe uh, I didn't get too much into the details because I try and avoid spoilers as much as possible. But it seems like you might be, you know, coming out of higher, like, you know, Jedis are gone which uh doesn't surprise me that kind of seems like that's been the storyline for a lot of things jedis are gone you pop up out of nowhere and you're like oh hey holy crap i know how to use this lightsaber and push people around with my mind uh and now you're running from all the bad peoples um but it looks uh, you know the gameplay trailer and everything else like that looks to be pretty good uh brant i know you are a huge star wars fan uh and i use the word fan but what i really meant is critic um (laughs) One leads to the uh, other. Yeah, yeah. Well, how, how are you feeling about this thing, man? Well, so story's huge for me, and they're doing this right after Order 66 and the Clone Wars. So it's going to take place in the dark time where there is there is some lore um, and story behind it, but you know, not a ton written, right? And it's a Jedi that's on the run that comes across another Jedi that's going to help you out. But this other Jedi, you don't know if they left the Order before or after Order 66, but the big thing is you're trying to stay, you know, hidden and quiet and you don't want anyone to figure out who you are. So story-wise, should be pretty good. Also, like what you said with Apex Legends and the movement on it, what's going to be fun is they're going to focus a lot on melee combat and force abilities. So it'll be fun to see how they integrate, you know, the movement aspects that they are already very good at into more of a melee-centric battle. Definitely. So, cool. I'm optimistically excited. They also said no microtransactions, right? And, (laughs) you know, no DLC. So potential for a good first-person, you know, single-player Star Wars game. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's actually funny. The uh, the lady who was in charge of the previous Star Wars single-player game out in EA um, pitched another single-player Star Wars game uh, about a year and a half ago, and EA pretty much just told her to get the heck out of their office. Um, Because they didn't want to do another single-player Star Wars game, and lo and behold, now Respawn does it for them. Uh, So uh, there's a side of me that goes, uh, sucks to be that lady, and then there's the other side of me that goes, your single-player game sucked anyway, so I didn't want you to remake this one. Um, So, yeah, there's that. Um, Apex Legends, a couple things to take note on Apex Legends. Uh, Balance patch came out this morning, actually. 
a couple of our fat boys, Caustic and Gibraltar, uh, had bigger hitboxes than normal. Uh, the last patch, they shrunk those hitboxes to make them harder to hit. Uh, they're still huge hitboxes, which makes sense. You really can't just put a stick figure on a big fat dude uh, and hope that it works. Uh, so uh, Respawn has come out and said, we're not going to make their hitboxes any smaller. We're just going to give them a passive damage reduction of 10%, uh, which is kind of cool. So it really makes the tanks in the game a little bit more tanky, which is kind of nice. I'm um, excited for that. Uh, they buffed snipers, so uh, snipers are pretty much useless in the game right now uh, because uh, realistically, if you don't hit someone like in the head, uh, their damage reduction is like I think it's 25%. Um, so, what they've done is they've dropped that down to 10%. So, it actually gives you a reason to take a shot with a sniper now because I mean, if you were you know across the map and you hit him in the in the leg, really, it was only hitting him for 25% of the damage you normally would. So, it's a 75% damage reduction, I think, which is crazy. So, now they've dropped that down to just a 10% reduction. So, it's still doing most of the damage. Um, so, that's good. Uh, and they've also buffed the Havoc, which, uh, Brent, you haven't probably played with the Havoc because you haven't been in a while, but the Havoc is, a, is an energy weapon, um, kind of a submachine gun energy type weapon, um, but they, they're buffing that, giving it a little bit more uh, firing distance, uh, lower charge up time, things like that. A couple nerfs they saw, the Wingman's getting nerfed, which it should be. Uh, they're reducing the clip size on the Wingman uh, because it really just melts face. Uh, and then the Spitfire is seeing a little bit of a nerf on the firing speed. Um, but other than that, Apex is Apex. Continues to be its thing. Uh, last two pieces of news here. Overwatch Chase the Storm is out. Uh, that is uh, the new Archives uh, co-op kind of uh, uh, event, if you will. Um, we talked a little bit about it last week. They did release it this week. The, the, the story behind it is you're chasing down Maximilian from the Talon. Uh, he's the accountant. We've kind of seen him introduced in previous Overwatch Origins events. Um, Omnic dude. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he eventually at some point in time becomes a character in the game, but right now he's just an accountant. So I don't know what his, his actual ability would be. Maybe he hires a henchman or something. I don't know. That's kind of cool. Um, but anyway, uh, that's coming out. Chris, did you get a chance to play that at all today? I uh, did not, no. We, we were didn't. playing some quick play and some competitive, and we, we didn't uh, do the co-op or the... Uh... Ah, prepping for our tournament, huh? Yep, you got it. Yeah, prepping for the tournament. I like it. I like it. Uh, Chris and Brant are also both on uh, our team for the Gaming for Hope tournament coming up in a couple weeks here. So we got we to gotta get some uh, Overwatch prep in there for sure. Um, and the uh, the last little bit of news, Brant, I didn't ask you, did you play Overwatch Chase the Storm? Not the new stuff yet, nope. No? Probably okay. in about an hour. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll probably get on it uh, <laughs> right after I hit stop recording. Um, the last little bit of news I have here is uh, if you are an Apex Legends player or you somehow stumbled across another EA game that you actually play, um, if you have the Origins launcher, make sure you update the launcher. Uh, there was a huge, huge security flaw on the launcher, basically allowing uh, third-party software to run scripts on your device through the launcher. Uh, as soon as it was identified, EA did go out and patch it. So uh, there is a new Origins launcher out there for you to download and install. Uh, make sure you do that. So that is our news for the day. Now, we talked a lot about video games in the news. And, you know, we, di we didn't talk at all about board games. We, nope. We didn't. 
We didn't. So I'm going to bring up one last piece of news that is related to a board game. Um, and unfortunately, the news was going to be a lot more positive on this particular instance today. But now I'm upset about it. But it's still going to be a good good call out. So Gloomhaven Forgotten Circles, the new expansion to the Gloomhaven board game, um, was supposed to release on Friday or on uh, Monday the 15th. Uh, turns out it it's not released, at least not in the U.S. yet, because uh, it was supposed to arrive at my house today, and it's still not here. Uh, and it's been pushed back to, like, May, the middle of May, which makes me sad. Um, but we are talking about today uh, with Brant and Chris, we are talking about the original Gloomhaven, the, the game that we have spent, God, how many hours, guys? Oh, God. 200? <laughs> yeah. Quite quite a few hours yeah. i'll say quite a few hours uh significantly more hours than more I than spent any other board podcast. game ever yeah yeah for half of uh, it <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly playing through uh the first wave of scenarios in gloomhaven so we're gonna dive into gloomhaven talk a little bit about the game as a whole talk about kind of our feelings towards the game um you know what we like what we dislike pros and cons all that other fun stuff that is our topic for today so uh chris i'm gonna ask you since you are the game owner and the smartest group or person in the room right now, uh, at Dude. least in your room, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> bring uh, talk a little bit about what Gloomhaven is. Uh, wow, Gloomhaven is, is a, a a one of the, the most amazing board games I've ever played because it, it's something I've been looking for for a long time, where I could basically choose the the type of character I want to play, the the, the path I want to go through, and, and the game evolves with me. Uh, so you can literally open up new areas, and then they have a map, which then you can play stickers on that shows you, hey, I've opened up this location. Uh, you can go find new things within the, this board game. Uh, it, it's, it's just a, a living board game that's Give me something I've never found in any other game. Uh, from depth of story to the gameplay itself, it's just really unique. Yeah, so it's it's basically a... it's a, uh, The way I look at it is it's a mix of a number of different genres, right? It's a role-playing game, right? That's It's a tabletop role-playing game. It's a legacy game, which I love. I love legacy games. Any game that the board changes or the scenarios change or the world changes around you as you unlock or do certain things um, is awesome to me. Um, and on top of that, it's it's a card game, right? So the, And I love that too. So you have, you have kind of your mix of D&D uh, mixed with Pathfinder, mixed with any kind of legacy game out there, um, which is, is a lot of fun. Um, and I also like the investment you have into your characters, right? So it's again, much like D and D you sit there with a character that you've built up and you, you know, add new spells to, and you pull spells out and you add equipment to, and you know, you're building this character that, that, uh, you really have an investment to that you've, you've placed a number of hours playing. Uh, and then you have to look at it and go, okay, well, do I want to, do I want to try and play this new character we just unlocked, or do I want to stick with the guy I've been playing for 47 hours now? Yeah, that's the heartbreaking um, part. Because if, if you don't house rule it and you keep playing your character, you're supposed to trade your old character for this brand new character that you just unlocked, whether you want to or not. You know, so that's, that's right. a tough decision. Right. B, what do you feel about uh, what do you feel about the game? Oh, it's delightful. I mean, it's a co-op dungeon crawler where the board plays itself. 
right? And like you said, you get vested in your character, you level up, you got gear, you can modify your abilities, and it's really customizable on your playstyle. You know, the mage I love can just go nuke everything in the world, or I can completely change my playstyle and actually tank, right? So, right. yeah, and hours and hours and never bored. So, uh, I'll, Chris, I'll ask you first, what has been your favorite part about uh, Gloomhaven so far? Uh, well, it's kind of a two-part. One is the sort of choose-your-own-adventure story that you, you can do with it. You know, if you want to be good, you can be good. If you want to be bad, you can be bad. But also what I, I really like about Gloomhaven, too, is that um, I, I hate RNG, right? So I hate rolling dice if I've got, like, my flaming sort of plus one and some crazy boots and some other things that are equipped and everything, I roll out a one, I'm going to lose, right? But with Gloomhaven, you can tailor your, your deck and your, your, your cards so that you have a better fighting chance. And that makes me feel like my investment and my time is much more worth it. Uh, and I, I like that style of play way better than a random dice throw. Sure. Yeah, it still has some RNG in it because that, I mean, that's that's gaming in general. There's always RNG, yep. right? So you have your like your modifier deck. There's always a chance you can roll a, a negate or you know a minus one or a minus three or whatever, right? So there's definitely some RNG in there. Um, but I do like the fact that you have quite a bit more control on the range of RNG. You're, you're totally right, right? d and I'm rolling a D20 or a D6 or D10, and if I roll a 1, basically the dungeon master's like, yeah, you uh, you literally just got kicked in the balls by a donkey and you're dead, right? So that's, I mean, that's a thing. Um, whereas Gloomhaven, you have a little bit more control over that. B-Rant, what about you, man? What's your favorite part about it? Uh, Probably just the co-op aspect of it. Right. So because I know the three of us, you know, one of us could run, you know, as the board in different games and, you know, play against each other. But in Gloomhaven, we can pull in anyone that we want. And because it's a team, you know, we're all going to support each other. and No one's ever going to have any, you know, issues or bad feelings, depending on how it goes. <laughs> right. We all win. We all lose. Right. Yep. No in between. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I would love to believe you on that one, but actually your favorite part is the figurines that you get to paint. Oh, touche. Okay. Yeah. Found a hobby. I never thought I'd find myself doing in my life. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Gloomhaven, uh, your characters you unlocked, they're these, you know, they're unpainted gray figurines. So, uh, you know, Brant and Chris certainly, uh, did a number on painting some of these figurines. And then, uh, when we ran out of characters to paint, they decided that they were just going to start painting the monsters too. Well, in the game, the monsters come as just a, like a card, like a card and a standee. So I, I don't even want to know how much money, uh, these two went out and spent on like figurines from D and D and Pathfinder and everything else to make them like, all right, that thing's that's, that's a whoring ghoul over there. Yeah, that's good. We're going to use those. And, uh, man, there's all kinds of figurines. It's a good time though. It is a good time. I uh, attempted to paint a figurine once mine is still, uh, half painted. Um, <laughs> I'll finish Maybe. it one day. But my, I'll finish it one day. My absolute favorites are, are the ones that we couldn't find proxies for. You know, we, mm-hmm. like good luck finding an alligator in, in like Pathfinder. So finding like random farm animals at like Michael's <laughs> craft store, and there's this little bitty alligator you throw in. And that's, I know. <laughs> that's the best. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, that is that is pretty good actually. I do love seeing every single time someone summons the alligator, that tiny little green alligator come out on the board. I'm like, yes, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, I would have to say my favorite part uh, about the game so far, kind of to touch a little bit on what Brant said, but just the the synergies you can build, right? So, like, I I look at, um, you know, it's one of the very few... I, I'm big into a game where my character has to have some sort of purpose, right? Like, 
if my character does the same thing as Chris's character, which does the same thing as Brand's character, just a slight difference, then I'm like, eh, right? So I played. Uh, did you ever? Did any of you guys ever play? Um, uh, oh my god, Lineage. Yes. Yep. Mm-mm. Lineage. Yes. Yeah, like so Lineage was thing back in early 2000s. Yes, it was. Uh, it was a MMO. Um, it was incredibly grindy. <clears throat> But the way the class structure was made out, like you would level uh, just a standard cleric. And then when you got to level 20, you would either become a, you know, uh, a holy man or a scholar. And then when you got to level 60, you would choose either a priest or a bishop. Right. And each of them had their own different reason and you couldn't really go into a raid without a priest and a bishop right the bishop did all the buffing like the priest had zero buffs and the bishop had all of the buffs right and the other side of things the priest had the mass res and all the healing and the bishop had none of that um so in in uh in this game we have a lot of uh, it's not at to that extreme but there is certainly like so i look at my guy my guy can do damage He's slow as hell, doesn't move very fast at all, but he can do damage. But his real purpose is replenishing resources, right? Like, I, I run around, I'm like, literally, the, the little figurine dude is a guy carrying a backpack with, like, 14 spears, <laughs> 75 arrows. Like, if you're a World of Warcraft player, I guarantee you I'm running around behind him going, work, work. Right? That's my job. That's all I'm doing. You um, are an NPC. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but it's awesome because I literally like Brant's Brant goes, Oh, I got a short rest. No, you don't. Here, take all your cards back. Oh, <laughs> I guess I don't have to short rest anymore, right? Um, so I, I do like the fact that uh, you know, each of the characters seem to have their own purpose and reason for being in a group, and you can build a group around those synergies, right? I know we've done Brant, you and I have done a lot of work or a lot of synergies between like, you know, having a light character and a dark character, and you know, we can you know, when I cast this, it turns dark. And then when you cast this, it turns light. You know, things like that where it's, um, you know, there's a lot of fun synergies to build in the game. And so. each one is so um, different. Like, there, there's two rogues, but they're very different types of rogues. One's very fast and one's slow. And one's meant for just straight up damage for bosses. And one's meant for just taking out trash just instantly. So it's really neat the different varieties they have, even with similar types of classes. Yeah. Uh, I also like the fact that... Um, you know, with certain cards, there's absolutely zero balance, right? Like the, my favorite card is the, uh, kill any one non-elite mob. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, done. Yep. You're dead. Go away. I don't want to see you anymore. Right? Like there's no, there's no balance behind that. It's just, eh, it's not elite. Get rid of it. So, um, I like that. That's fun. All right. So if you could change one thing, Brant, about the game, what would you change? Oh, that's hard. Um, I guess it would be fun to have uh, some longer maps, right? Because we get really good at card management and making sure that our characters last, and they always seem to be at a pretty appropriate level. But uh, having that kind of management uh, kind of a unique element to the game, because the cards is also your life as you're losing them. Well, the longer the match goes, the more cards you're going to lose so i think it'd be fun to have a very long map that we had to run through with that card management and your dps had to be balanced out a little better like a sure. risk reward system so the further you go the better reward too or something like that yeah maybe yeah. you know you know but yeah i just think because that's kind of an element that we haven't had to encounter too much where we're dying because we're running out of cards 
right? right you know short right. of mobs overwhelming us but you know it'd be fun where if the length of the map forced you to not choose your highest dps items and things where you're gonna lose them just to try to get that long-term survivability sure absolutely what about you chris uh, so I, I love the stories and the way you can choose your adventure. I, I would actually like to see them dive into the stories just a little bit more. Uh, some scenarios you run might have just like a paragraph, you know, of like, Hey, you're in the forest. You're trying to chase after this one dude. He's trying to run away from you. Uh, and that have fun, you know, and some you get like a page and a half of some background story about what's happening, what your purpose is. And that's really cool. It kind of gets me into it. And well, about our, our group, is that no matter who's reading, we we always have to be little dorks and, and, and use different voices and things. Cause it just makes the game, you know. So so having that ability to do that when we're playing to me is is pretty neat. But I I'd, I'd one just a, like a little bit more story to sink our teeth into. And um, spoilers aside, I have tried to dig in to see like, all right. So you generally we go towards the good side of things, but if we want to go bad, how bad can we get? And, and I haven't sure. really seen too much evidence of, hey, we're going to burn this town down. Forget saving it. We're going to go and murder this whole orphanage. You know, that's just not really a thing that I've seen so far. Yeah, it does seem like the story, you know, regardless of the decisions you make, will eventually guide you to the same end. Yep. Right. I, based on everything we've seen, like it, it looks like you they, they've written one ending. And regardless of what you do from from point A in between point A to the end, uh, you're eventually going to loop back around to that point. I mean, we've even done instances where it's like, you can either go kill this dragon or you could go uh, investigate this cave. And we're like, well, let's go kill the dragon. And then we did that. And then we came back and we're like, let's see what happens if we go investigate the cave. And it literally routes you back right to back. the same quest. Yep. So it's like, uh, okay. So there was no difference. It was just a, you know, um, I would say, uh, I think both of those are good. Uh, one of the things that I wish and it, it might, might, um, kind of teeter more towards Brant's call out to is, uh, you know, we did pretty much every scenario that we've done so far in that, um, in that game, uh, we've done it, you know, quite a bit higher level than we should have. Right. Um, and, and I do feel like if we were to play through it at the level that it recommends for us, the game would just be super easy. Right. And, and maybe that's because we've house ruled a couple things and we haven't retired our characters when we should. Maybe that's because, um, you know, they want to make it more accessible to more people. And so they make it a little bit easier, but I just wish that it was a little, there was a point where, um, it felt like my, my absolute favorite a scenario we played through was the one where we got literally to the end. The boss was down to like three health and we all died <laughs> and we didn't beat the scenario. And we're like, Oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh we actually what, lost. Could, what could we, have, yeah. What yeah. could we have done to do that? Right. Um, but just making it a little bit more challenging, a little bit more focused on, okay, hold on now. So if I do this, then this is going to happen and I'm going to be dead. Okay. I can't do that. If I do this, then I'm going to exhaust this thing, which is going to allow me to do this, but then I'm going to be dead. Okay. I can't do that. Right. <clears throat> so kind of putting a little bit more of that strategy in there is compared to, I'm going to face tank this guy for 35 minutes while you guys kill the other dudes. Uh, and then we'll go kill this guy. Right. Um, I think that would be an ideal instance for me as a whole. Um, but that I, I, I mean, the game itself, the gameplay, the story, everything else is just, bar none probably one of my favorite board games i've ever played yeah and some of the cool flavor you can do with the difficulty too is they recommend 
you know, based upon average level, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> Here's the difficulty you're supposed to be at. And at that difficulty, you're not supposed to even talk to your group mates too much. It's supposed to imitate the heat of the battle. Like, I'm going to go in and do some damage. Not, hey, I'm going to go in and do 9 plus 2 damage to this one guy who's at 8 health, so he should be dead. But if you are going to play that way, then you bump the difficulty. That's kind of neat to see that in a game where you can kind of choose how you want to play and the difficulty, because we could really crank the difficulty way up if we really wanted to. Um, but but just getting those kind of options is something I've never really seen before in a different game. Have you guys seen that anywhere else? No, and I, that's that is one thing I do like about the ability to kind of adjust the difficulty as a whole. Is I mean, you can go in and say, uh, I know we're supposed to be fighting level eight bosses, but we're gonna fight level fifteen bosses, mm. and that might be stupid crazy, right? Um, but I, I, I like that. I do think um, you know, putting in a soft difficulty, like you shouldn't be telling your, you should be uh, cognizant of what you're telling your your teammates, your partners. Is, is really hard because you know there's times where I'm like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna smack this dude in the face okay and then the next time I'm like oh I'm gonna kill that guy you're fine right but it, you don't even think about it really right mm -hmm. so making that a, a tier of difficulty in the game it requires a lot more like knowledge in your head um, but I, I think it's alright I mean I, I like it it's just uh, I just wish it was like uh, the, like that one instance man I, I was so I was so disappointed and so like, oh, God, really? And we had to end on that, too, because it was like a, a two-hour scenario. <laughs> it was a long one. And we were like, we got to go home. I think it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, but it was it was one of those where I was like, man, I just really want to go back at that thing again because I know we can beat it. I'm not exactly sure what we did wrong, like if I, did, I haven't done this differently or whatever. But, Brent, have you ever uh, have you ever seen a game like that that kind of that balances the difficulty uh, using – you know, the way, the way Gloomhaven does? Uh, you know, nothing that uses things like limiting communication as a method to have you stumble over each other and make it more challenging. You know, and a big part, too, is that group comp. So if you really want to challenge again, let's just go ahead and put the good doctor back on that berserker. <laughs> How do we save him? Uh, oh, yeah, and with my, my vermling mind sleeps going, Brent, get over here, I'm going to throw you. Those were the best. Uh, uh, I, do, I do miss the throwing part, which, you know what the best part is, is like, if you read the spell, he doesn't actually throw you. He like takes control of your mind and moves for you. But it was always so, because I had, I didn't understand why I had to be adjacent to the person to take over their mind and move for them. So that's why I was just like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm picking you up and I'm throwing you. It's this tiny little rat person. I'm going to throw you five squares. That's what I'm going to do. That makes it way more fun. Toss me. Yeah, exactly. Toss me. <laughs> Don't tell the elf. <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's good. I, I enjoy that thoroughly. Um, oh, I had another question. I was just going to ask you guys about the game. Well, you guys probably don't get too much of this with this aspect of the game, but <clears throat> there's a lot of games where you know it's um, like the the D and D Legend of Drist. You know, and it recommends multiplayer for two to five people. Well, there's not many really well done games where you can actually play solo. You know, or, or it's meant to be solo, but not groups of three or four and that kind of thing. Gloom, you can easily ramp it from one to four people and that kind of stuff. And they actually even have expansions that are meant for solo options, which is nice when it lives at my house and we can't always get together more than maybe once a month and I can pull out, oh, I'm going to go and grind up some experience. I'm going to go do some more stuff and, and maybe earn this reward uh, by playing this one mission by myself. And that's, that's kind of neat that it offers that sort of ability because um, there's not many games where I've seen where you can also do that you know there's some other games like sword and sorcery where every time you start you have to the same 
people, the same groups. You have to go in through the same thing. So just the flexibility and play how you want to, I think is what's really neat about it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That is true. And I actually, you know, Nicole and I are constantly looking for games. We can play two people, right. Yeah. That have, um, you know, a, a varying story and plot line. Like I can't, I, she hates it. It drives her nuts, but I can't, the way my brain works, I can't play a game that I've beat already. Like I, I struggle to go back and play it again. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, I know the answers. I know how this works. I know how this works. I remember this part. Right. So, um, you know, we'll spend 40 bucks on a game we can play together. And if it's not an ever changing game, then I don't go back and play it. Yep. Right. Um, so I do like the fact that this does have a decent scaling. I actually wish it could scale more, right? Oh, five, six people or something. And, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. get five, six people in there and make the dungeons even harder and more, you know, that'd be way cooler. Um, but uh, I understand that the, I mean, four seems to be kind of the sweet spot. You know what I mean? So that would take forever. <laughs> yeah. 45 minutes. It's near turn again. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, replayability is huge with this game too i mean the characters that we constantly play are the ones that we love and it's fun to max them out however there's a good variety of other characters out there and plenty more to come so i could easily see us restarting the game with new characters and group comp that would change the entire dynamic yep yeah absolutely actually and that's a that's a great call thank you brad for bringing up the characters because that was my next question um how do you guys feel like the uh the character variety and balances in the game now so, are, uh, i'm gonna start on this one okay oh, i was oh. gonna say how non-spoilerific are we gonna be here because anything you're looking up online uh refers to everything as like their their symbols because there is a really neat element of discovery uh that's a valid point so i won't i i've already i apologize uh and i didn't tell the, tell the listeners about the spoilers i will not spoiler anything else i talked about the the mind thief and uh, my uh, my orc bag carrier, but uh, yeah. as a whole, I'm not going to talk about any of the other classes. Um, yeah, but, I, I literally so, get yeah. giddy when we open the box and, and there's a, an envelope that says, "Open this when you feel you deserve it." When is that? <laughs> like, at what point do I feel like I deserve this? You know, does that when I really need some help or we just crush something and now I get it? Um, I, yeah. I think that was some of the coolest stuff that I've ever seen in a living game like that. Yes, absolutely. And I, I do like the way that works out too. Like once you've completed scenario 56, open this envelope and it's yep. like, Ooh, oh, okay. Well, I want to go to scenario 56. I want to scenario yeah. 56. Right. Right. I, that was pretty cool. Um, so I'm going to start on the characters. I really like the, uh, the, the amount of characters that are in the game first and foremost, right? There's a, there's a number of different characters you can play um, in, and kind of like I called out with lineage, each one of them is, is unique in its own right. Um, which one props to the game maker because that takes a crap load of time and a crap load of creativity to think of. I'm gonna call it out and say 15 different characters, right? How they play, what their cards are, um, what their abilities are, how they synergize with other classes. Like that's that's some serious talent and some serious thought right there, right? Um, but also, I I really like uh, and you called it out, but I was gonna touch on. I really like the. Uh, the essence of surprise with the characters, right? You don't know what they are, who they are. They're in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, they each have their own little symbol, and you have to do side quests and side missions to unlock these specific characters. And I, that would that to me, honestly, um, you know, the last five or six times we've played Gloom, we've had all the characters unlocked, and it it does kind of 
take a little bit of the luster and the excitement out of the game because it's like I'm, there's there's nothing left to unlock right now. So I'm actually really excited about this expansion coming out uh, now. Unfortunately, in the middle of next month, um, but uh, yeah, that's that's my thing. So that's that that's my thought on the balance and the 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 you know the the value of the characters as well. And I didn't talk about their balances they play, but the, I think they all have their own perks and their downsides as well. Um, but yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, I, I mean, it's always fun when you bust out a game you played before, and, and it's fun to get with people and everything else. But like the, the amount of giddiness and excitedness we had when we we finally got to open up something new, or we got to see, oh, this is gonna lead to something new. I don't think we've we've had that kind of experience other than like. You know, a new expansion. Wow! You know, the, the full discovery of everything and what that looks like. But uh, okay, say, all right, we're gonna open up this guy this time. This is really cool because we want to make sure that the person gets you know the, the right character and and who you want to play. So, I get giddy every time I open a new pack of cards against humanity. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. What about you, Brant? What do you like about the character creation? Uh, mostly the customization. I mean, that's something I've been missing a lot from my favorite games like Diablo, where all your talents and abilities have lost so much individualization and customization over the years. I mean, Gloomhaven's a game where your abilities are set, but with so many ways of putting them together that your character can fill different roles or accommodate different people's play styles. Right? And then you take it a step further by not only the gear that you select, but you can enhance those abilities and spells. I mean, granted, that takes a lot of gold, and you won't have a ton of that, you know, but the little things and buffs and debuffs can entirely change the way you might use certain abilities, depending on what you're encountering. Uh, I remember early on, I did some of those modifications, which are permanents, right? And towards the last half of the game, the mods didn't have nearly the benefit that they did early on. But, you know, without spoilers, or, you know, we had no foresight to it. So you do what you think is correct in the moment, but, you know, the game changed on us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the customization of the characters is absolutely true. And yes, those add-ons are permanent because they're stickers that go on the cards. And you don't peel the, the stickers come off, you ruin the card. So it's it's a permanent fix. I mean, you're done. Uh, again, this is a legacy game. So you uh, as you move forward, your characters are changing and they stay that way. So that's kind of cool. I also like the uh, uh, one of the things we haven't talked about with the characters and the way they work is the perks system, right? So as you go through and you you play through, you know, each of these scenarios, you earn perks and those perks allow you to, based on the different characters, you know, move your negative, remove your negative values from your modifier deck or, uh, you know, start no scenario with negative effects, things like that, which is actually really cool and, and allows you to, again, customize even more your your modifier deck and your character as a whole uh and, and then my favorite part about the character customization is the ability to name your character i mean i don't know where i would be without phil <laughs> phil is the man <laughs> phil is uh is by far and away my favorite board game character ever that was awesome nicole came up with this like huge like elaborate medieval gothic name and i'm like i'm calling mine phil <laughs> yeah, I keep an ability just so Sweet I can bring out a sprite that you had named Matilda. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, I don't need her anymore, but I do it because she's now Matilda. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll tell you uh, one of the things that I am most excited about, just to jump into a little bit of future. Um, uh, obviously, Forgotten Circles coming out. There's a new character uh, which is going to be included in the game. Um, which is exciting. Uh, 20 new scenarios, which is exciting. Uh, some new story. I heard there's like eight new bosses. Um, so it, it'll be fun. But the thing I am most excited about 
Uh, and I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to spoil this for anybody who's played it, but you guys will know what it is. And I'm going to, I'm going to say this and anybody who's played, this is probably going to know what it is. I'm excited to decrypt that fucking puzzle. <laughs> that do you know that's actually I coming? Hope, because, oh my goodness. I don't. I don't. I, oh, I when hope we there like, is. We were so into that thing. And then we're like, wait, there, it doesn't, there's nothing. There's no it doesn't end. go anywhere. Yeah. yeah it's it just, what? So I'm excited to decrypt that thing. I'm, and I'm hoping this expansion allows us to do that. Cause if they just keep carrying along through expansions, it's going to be another two years before the next one. I'm going to, I'm going to, fly out to Japan or wherever it's made and punch someone in the jugular. Although that'd be the best thing ever that this means there's going to be more expansions and more parts of it. If, if that's the, the worst part of it, I'll, I'll deal. But yeah, you know, I'm hoping think, that gets solved. I think with this, the success of this game, um, you're, you're definitely looking at additional expansions, mm -hmm. right? Yep. This expansion's only 20 scenarios. That'll take us what? 40 hours to get through. Uh, and then we're going to be like, please give me more. And that's assuming that I guarantee you all 20 of these scenarios are probably not story related, right? There's probably 10 side or and at stuff. least yeah, yeah. five side quests. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but the nice part, the other nice part about the game is, is we played through the entire story and it took us, God, 200 hours yep. to play through the entire story, but we still have a boat. 40 more side, side scenarios. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We got a ton of side quests. So, uh, there's still plenty of game to play either way. So yeah. back, back to like definitely excited about that. what would I change a little bit about it? Um, so if anybody is ever inspired to pick this game up, um, I probably had five or six people who have picked this up just from me just ranting and raving about how amazing this game is. But the way that it ships, um, it's really awkward how to organize and store it and everything. Um, and, and probably the best add-on I've ever found for any game is from the Broken Token, which lets you organize and store all the cards in a very easy way, uh, lets you pack the game back up. Uh, if, if they, I mean, this game is big. The box is like 22 pounds and it, it's a, just a beast. But if they could have had a little bit better of a way to store and organize, I think that would have been just, just clutch. But Broken Token, I think, is almost mandatory for this thing. Yes, I actually, you know what? Now that you bring that up, I completely forgot that didn't come with the right game because <laughs> it's so it's so essential to the way the game. Like, I don't know what I would do without those pieces. You know, just like the just even on my character, the ability to sort out my cards and my modifier deck and my health tracker and everything else. Yep. Um, I, I that's crazy. So. Yeah, the first ten times we boxed that game up, we needed to watch a tutorial <laughs> on how to do it. <laughs> Seriously, listeners, uh, Chris has like six photos on his phone. So anytime he packs the broken token pieces up in the box, Load that back he, has up to, again. he has to literally look at the photos and go, okay, this is what the bottom layer looks like. All right, this is what the next layer looks like. All right, this is what the third layer. It's crazy. So uh, there's definitely a ton of pieces in this game, and it's, uh, it is worth every single piece of cardboard nope. you're going to punch out. I guarantee you. Best, so. best value I've ever spent at a board game ever. Yes, yes. Well, the last question I'm going to ask you guys about Gloom is what are you most excited about for Saturday? Ooh, that's a tough one. Well, it was supposed to be expansion day, right? It was supposed to be expansion day. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we have a ton of side stories. So, I'm hoping we can find something that just looks crazy, stupid, hard and uh, might have a good reward to it that we can just kind of claw through. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. For sure, for sure. About you, B. Well, I mean, this conversation's inspired me to swap out my character again. You know what's? 
I actually, because now we're at a point where we've completed the sides, the side stories, or not the side stories, the main story. I'm actually to a point where I, you know what, I kind of want to that. I want to play that that Sun Paladin chick that I, you know, thought about playing a while back, and then I, oh man, I just spoiled another character. Anyway, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> I gave up a spoiler earlier too. Yeah, That's Matilda, that doesn't count. She's a sprite. Uh, no, I want to play. I want to play that character. So I think I'm gonna. I might uh, consider you know building a different character to play with. I think it'll be fun. You know, I've I've been playing my uh, my backpacker for a long time, so it might be fun to check some out. And even one of us changing our characters will change the dynamic for everyone. Right. 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 It would be fun to just be like, all right, who else are we going to be that we've never played or bring out back some original people? That'd be a blast. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I like it. I like it. Well, I am excited uh, just to get together on Saturday. But yeah, I think I, I think I want to try and play a different character, see how that goes, and just you know have a good time. At least uh, you know do something until we get the uh, the expansion finally delivered. Uh, and the expansion for everybody who uh, doesn't know was was Chris's uh, father's or a, a, a baby shower, not bridal shower, yeah. baby shower gift, um, of which we showed up and we're like, hey, baby shower time. And then Chris is like, hey, I got to go. I'm going to have the have baby. Have the baby. <laughs> um, so literally we walk in with freaking crock pots and candy and all kinds of stuff like, yeah, people are coming over. We're going to play board games. It's going to be awesome. And when we walked in, Mom was sitting there staring at us with this pained look on her face. And Chris is like, uh, I think we got to go. Yeah. I was like, oh. Man. Yeah, that was the point of the shower, right? Right? Because here's yeah, showered with the was, baby. Yeah. It was it was pretty awesome. Now just so. as long as like the expansion comes out before this this baby becomes old enough, he can play with us. That, that that's just yes, the only thing. Yes. Yep. That would be a bad thing. Well, I'm gonna do a, a quick outro here and talk about where folks can find us. Uh, so first and foremost, we have our Facebook page. Brent doesn't actually have a Facebook page anymore, I know, because I keep trying to reach out to him on it. Um but uh, it is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash GG podcast. We also have a Twitter handle. Uh, I said Twitter, uh, and that is at GG podcast one. Uh, we have our website, which is www.trinitygamers.com. Uh, that is where we post the podcast and host the podcast. Um, but it is also hosted out at um, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, and pretty much integrates with any of your uh, podcast listening tools you have out there uh and then last but not least we have an email address i don't know if you guys have actually ever heard me talk about the email address before um but the email address is ggpodcast at trinitygamers.com those are the best ways to get a hold of us if you have some feedback if you have some questions if you want to be a guest on the podcast and you're actually a cool person we might consider it um that is the way to get a hold of us Anything else you guys have to talk about Gloom? Anything you want to say? It's the Bo Jackson of board games, man. It is the Bo <laughs> Jackson of board games. And we will never say Gloom the same way again, ever. No, it's Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven. Yes. I had to throw it in there at least once, yes. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. Chris, Brent, thank you for being a guest tonight while Brian's out gallivanting with the fishies. Our pleasure. Um, Thanks for having us, Jay. We really appreciate you on here, and then we didn't have to not have a podcast tomorrow. Now, the downside is, is half of our listeners are on the podcast currently, so they probably won't listen to it. <laughs> ah, um, easy. But, uh, it was good to have you guys on, so I really appreciate it. So have a good night, everybody. GG listeners, GG gentlemen. GG. Have a good night. GG, everyone. <laughs>